Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's edition of the Seekonk Speedway Race Day Rewind. So happy you could join us. Uh, whether you're watching it during its premiere uh, at 4 o'clock or you're watching it after that, I uh, want to thank you for listening to the Race Day Rewind. And uh, we've got a lot to talk about this week. Not only some racing on Friday night, but also some practice uh, on Saturday. Uh, for our uh, Saturday night divisions. We'll get to that as the final segment of the show uh, as the Friday nights are still in the competition and want to start with that. Uh, this past Friday night, the 3rd of 2020, uh, and those listening that are race fans know that, uh, unfortunately, uh, it's still a spectator, a non-spectator event. Uh, the state of Massachusetts not budging on their uh, spectator guidelines, not allowing us to have spectators. Uh, so, unfortunately, it's a no-spectator event. Uh, we, we had a good count of teams in the pit area, uh, you know, regular Fast Friday count. Uh, and it's been great to see everybody the last couple of weeks. Week three, a little bit different than the first two weeks uh, as far as the feature winners go. Um, we had at least two drivers add their name to the list, and then a couple guys did repeat um, from the first two weeks. So let's start uh, maybe the layout of this week's uh, edition of the Race Day Rewind. We're going to start with our Bandolero divisions, both of them. We're going to welcome in Reese Bogue. Uh, as a guest, then we'll go to our Sport 4s, our Pure Stocks, and then our Legends, where we will welcome in uh, the Legends winner as our guest, and then we'll talk about the Saturday nights. Uh, to end the show, we'll look ahead to what's coming up this week. want to start with the Seacock Grand Prix Bandolero Bandits uh, this past Friday night, July the 31st. And, of course, as always, want to thank all our sponsors, Wayne Darling and Seacock Grand Prix, sponsoring this upcoming division. Uh, and our Bandolero program is really strong, uh, as it has been since it began. This week, it was Darren Krantz Jr., a New York native, picking up his first career win in the Bandolero Bandits. Uh, he started third, but it didn't take him long, man, to get to the front. Passing a uh, Adam Harrison on lap two uh, and leading all the way to the checkered flag. He's been strong. In the first couple of weeks, just couldn't quite seal the deal uh, for Krantz. And this time, he finally is able to park it in victory lane in his third career Seekonk start. Uh, Krantz has got Devin DeShays' team, John DeShays and the gang, uh, setting up and working on that car. Uh, and DeShays won so many Bandolero races last year. Uh, that I think I lost count of how many they were. So there's a reason why that car is going so well. Uh, Krantz has done a nice job getting acclimated to Seekonk and uh, picks up his first career win in his third start. So congratulations to him. Uh, it's been a good year in the Bandolero Bandits so far. I mean, you've got a couple of different winners now uh, on the list in the first three weeks. Uh, the week before in the Seacock Grand Prix Bandolero Bandits, we had Ryan Vanessa Jr., the Bottle Rocket, pick up his first career win, uh, which was a great showing there. Uh, and then back to week one. I'm trying to think who won week one. It feels like so long ago. Uh, since we competed on Fast Friday, actually way back on July the 17th. And it was Brody Monahan uh, who picked up the win that night. Brody's had a couple tough nights since, uh, a couple wrecks, including this past Friday night. But Monahan in week one, Ryan Vanessa Jr. in week two, and Darren Krantz Jr. Uh, picking up the win in week three. Behind him, Ryan Vanessa Jr., another strong run, a second. Thought he was going to have a shot to win it. Was right up on the bumper in the final couple of laps. Just couldn't seem to quite get the run he needed. He settles for second and a fantastic run for Rich Helger Jr. His first career podium uh, in this division. I believe he was telling me that was his sixth or seventh race total dating back to last year. So a great run by him. Uh, Richie Helger Jr. was up front at the beginning. He spun 
Uh, and it might have been from the lead. It was either first or second when he spun from the lead by himself, and he comes back from the back of the field to pick up a solid third-place finish. So, again, congrats to Darren Krantz. Good run by Bottle Rocket, Ryan Vaness Jr., and uh, as well as Richie Helger Jr. Let's move on. Seacock Grand Prix, uh, Bandolero Outlaw Division, their third race of the season as well. In their first two weeks, we had some great racing there. Uh, week three, no different. Just the difference in week three was a massive carnage in the front straightaway. Uh, I'd say just about at the halfway point that really took out a good chunk of cars, unfortunately, uh, and is going to put a couple of them in a position where they need to get their cars fixed if they want to be back at the track next Friday night. Week one, it was Reese Bogue. Week two, it was Isaiah Newcomb in victory lane. And in week three, Reese Bogue gets the job done again. Uh, Bogue moving up from the Bandits this year to the Outlaws, the defending Bandit champion, uh, improving uh, that he's not going to be any slouch there, picking up two out of the first three wins. Uh, but he really didn't have the what I would call the dominant car early in the race. That's Brendan LaBelle. Uh, LaBelle jumps out from the pole and leads a good chunk of the first half of the race and, and looked to be the dominant car. It looked like, uh, barring a miracle, he was going to be the guy that was going to celebrate uh, in Everett's Auto Parts victory lane. And that miracle, unfortunately for LaBelle, comes at lap number eight, uh, right at the halfway point, and unfortunately it was self-inflicted. Uh, he spun out coming off turn four in the lead by himself, uh, and it collected a good chunk of cars. Gio Ruggiero, Steve Bowden, Sam Dell. Uh, I mentioned Isaiah Newcomb had won the week before. He's collected. Nick Rose is collected. Uh, there was at least five or six cars that were collected, and unfortunately three or four of them had to get the hook uh, from Mark Labby and preferred towing off the track. So a uh, tough one there. Uh, and the Bandolero all was as far as the wreck goes. It, it happens once in a while. These cars are hard to control. Uh, but when LaBelle spins from the lead, that opens the door for Bogue, who had been running second. He takes over the lead officially at the green flag at lap number nine, uh, and he leads the rest of the distance in that Tipping Rock Pet Lodge number four. Congratulations to Bogue, two for three on the season. Uh, a strong run again for him, winning by just about half a second over Nick Chaber, uh, who's now, I believe, got three second-place finishes to start the season. Um, he has been really, really strong as well. Uh, not quite fast enough to go to victory lane just yet. He's had enough speed to run up there in the top three. Uh, but based on what I've seen, he is going to be there uh, before Wong. He's going to be visiting Everett's Auto Parts victory lane in that number double zero. So Chaber with three second-place finishes to start the season. Gio Ruggiero uh, had run... Up towards the front the first couple of weeks. Unfortunately, he's in that wreck, so it does not put himself in a position to finish in the top three. Your final order in this one is Bogue, Jaber at second, uh, Sam Dell third. Wabell comes back from the rear of the field uh, after his spin. Uh, he didn't have any damage. He just spun in front of the field, and the rest of the cars piled in. Uh, Labelle finishing fourth, and P.J. Evans uh, with his best run. Uh, in a bit, finishing in the fifth position in that number 12. So Bogue picks up the win. He's two for three on the season, defending Ben Noah, Barrett, uh, Bandit champion who's moved up. Uh, and as our first guest this week, uh, as the first segment here comes to a close, I want to welcome in Reese. Let's talk to him about uh, what he's done so far in 2020, how strong he's been, and uh, get his perspective on that wreck because he was running second when LaBelle spun. Uh, and he was able to just barely sneak by before the rest of the carnage began. Uh, so let's take a quick break, and then we will welcome in the driver of the green and black number four. They call him Smiling Reese Bogue. Let's hear what he's got to say about this past Friday night. All right, 
and talked about him before the break. Uh, and as part of the race day rewind for this week, we're going to welcome in Reese Bogue. Uh, two out of three now in the Seacock Grand Prix Bandolero Outlaws for this young driver. And Reese, this past Friday, a uh, little bit of a crazy race. Uh, I mentioned it in our last segment. Uh, Brandon LaBelle goes around after leading uh, the first half of the race, and you kind of inherit the lead and go to the win. But take me through that moment when LaBelle spins out um, and you're kind of just sitting there trying to figure out a way around him quickly. Yeah, I was actually going to make the pass right there in that corner, and I was already directing down to the inside. And he was out there, and I'm trying to get under him because he got a little tight, and he just started to lose it. And I'm like, I was either going to go through and like T-bone him, and he could have got hurt, or just turn right and hope for the best not to hit anybody, hit the wall, or wreck anybody else's stuff. So I turned right, and I was able to get out of it. But um, I looked in my mirror, and I saw a car spinning, and then that's all I saw, and then we went right to red flag. That's about all I knew at the time, and then I was told afterward what happened. And I was just glad everyone was okay because those were pretty hard hits. Yeah, uh, definitely, and watching it from the flag stand, it was probably one of the harder hits I've seen in the Bandoleros. I mentioned it. You had Steve Bowden, Gio Ruggiero, Nick Rose, uh, Isaiah Newcomb was involved. A lot of your cars uh, in your division involved in that. And, I mean, talk about winning now. Two out of three this year. Um, you won so many races last year in the Bandits. Now you move up to the Outlaws. I mean, has there been differences? Because it seems to me week one you were the fastest car. Week two you guys struggled a little bit. And then week three, I mean, you you know, pretty much other than LaBelle, you were right there with him as well. So has it been more difficult in the Outlaws than it was last year? Yeah, it has. Um, I learned a lot from last year. Uh, just because I, I didn't really know what the track was going to do. And uh, they, since the Outlaws have a little more speed, we're about half a second quicker um, than, like, the fastest times of the Bandits. So it's more um, not uncontrollable, but loose and on the edge than the Bandits. And most of it carries over, and uh, there's a lot of great competition, but I would say the Outlaws are definitely a little bit harder than the Bandits. But a lot of it is learning, set up, how to drive the track, and a lot of that was carried over um, into this year. So you win all those races last year, the championship. Uh, obviously, you want to win the championship again this year, but um, I, I just talked to you off the air. I'm throwing this question at you now, but what was the off season like? I mean, you guys had to wait over a month. I mean, that's got to be so frustrating, like it was for us too, but uh, to not be able to drive, that must have been such a frustrating time there to have nothing. Yeah. Um. So actually, my first race was in the Legend, so we practiced the band and went to the Legend. Usually the Legends were started back in April, but because of COVID, they got um, delayed. But it was just a long off time because I think my last race last year was October and November. And I think it was a good six, seven months there. But it was a great thing that I had eye racing because without that, I would have been like really bored. And sometimes me and my friend PJ Evans, and he's raced up here. Uh, he was there last week. We'll go over to NASCAR down Waterford and um, go go-karting. So we can keep in tune with driving, but uh, it was a long time and I was kind of getting really anxious. And after the legend race, it was like, all right, we're getting back in the race season. Then now we're flat out in the bando. So I'm pretty happy that we're going racing all the way through at least October. And I think the first week of November too for right. legends. Right. So you, well, that's the last thing I want to talk to you about. I mean, you win two out of the first three bandit, uh, Bandalore outlaw races. You're obviously in, in good shape to, to contend for the championship. Uh, but you got surprised with a legend car uh, that your family purchased. You guys have run it a couple times up at the New Hampshire Road Course. What has that been like? That seems like such a different car that, that to me, probably a little bit more out of control than the Bando. Yeah, it, it definitely is a lot more out of control. In the Bando, you got about 
three, four inches of like throttle play, how far the gas can go in the ledge. You got like two inches and the weight to a uh, car and motor ratio is so little or yeah, so little that the car is on edge the whole time, really loose. It's really fun to drive. Like I really, I really looking forward to driving it and we're off to August 29th now and I'm already missing it like two weeks into the off, um, off break for that. But, um, it, it's really fun. I, I love it. It's like the best car I've ever driven my whole life so far. But um, I think we're looking to get an oval car, too, at the end of the year. So I'll probably show back up the Seacon to the Legend next year, more than likely. We'll see what happens. Well, he's going to be a busy guy uh, as his racing career kind of takes off here, winning the championship last year in the Bandits, contending so far two out of three wins in the Outlaws, and now moving up to the Legends race. We took five minutes from you on a Monday. Uh, I know you're busy. Thank you. Appreciate the time, and uh, we look forward to seeing you this week at the track. You no problem. Thank you, Kyle, for having me, and uh, good luck to everybody this weekend. All right. That's been Reese Bogue. We come back from the break. We're going to talk about the Sport 4, the Pure Stock, the Legends, and then we'll bring in our second guest of the week, Brendan Hammond, picking up the win in the next Penn Stop Legends this week. We'll talk to him in a bit. Stick with us. <laughs> All right. Thanks for Reese uh, for joining us. Uh, long story uh, I'll make short about Reese. He was actually supposed to join us week one in our debut of the podcast, uh, but he forgot to answer his Facebook messages. And I've been busting him pretty good uh, about that, but so happy he could join us for this edition of the Race Day Rewind. So your Bandolero Bandits and Outlaws are in the books, thanks to Seacock Grand Prix and all the drivers and competitors for that division this past Friday. Let's move on to the Sport 4s uh, and their third race of the season. Week 1, A.J. Manuel picked up the win. Week 2, A.J. Manuel again picked up the win. And Week 3, A.J. Manuel doesn't show up. Uh, so that opens the door for somebody else uh, to visit Victory Lane. Manuel clearly the fastest car of the first two weeks. And uh, electing to stay home this week. He's going to be back, I believe, this week coming. And he's also going to run on Saturday. Uh, as part of the Sport 4. Yeah, the Sport 4s are running on Saturday this week. We'll get to that at the end uh, of the episode. But as far as this past Friday night's feature event, a good one once again. This one going green to checker, which we see from time to time in the Sport 4. Uh, and that's really obviously a testament to the drivers only. Uh, it's tough to go green to checker in a 25-lap race. So uh, they were able to make that happen this past Friday night. And after finishing third week one, second week two, uh, Mikey Lafort makes it one spot better and goes third, second, and first in the first three weeks of racing, picking up his first win of the season in the Everett's Auto Parts Sport 4 division. Uh, the Wacky 13 started back in ninth, uh, but that didn't deter him. He was able to slowly work his way to the front. It took him a decent amount of time. I mean, he got up to the top five uh, by the time the field hit for lap five, and it was on lap 16 of 25 uh, that he took over the lead from former champion Dave Westgate and never looked back. Uh, in this caution-free event. Henry Lavalley starts in the pole. He's been strong the last couple of weeks. A former winner in this division a couple of years ago uh, who, you know, he'll tell you, had been struggling a little bit but able to find a little bit more speed the last couple of weeks. Uh, Taylor Bowser to the outside in her return to racing this year, uh, driving in the number seven Sport 4 back at the track after many years in the Mini Cups and then a couple of years off. Uh, it was Dave Westgate. I mentioned him. He started fifth. He took the lead on lap three. Uh, he's a former champion, knows his way around, but then Lafort uh, comes up through the field, gets to the front, passes Westgate on lap 16, and he's followed closely by the Ed Wolves Palace, number 77, uh, of Jordan Wolves, uh, who makes his return to the track after coming close to winning the championship last year. 
Uh, he missed the first two weeks of the year. Uh, sounded like that was intentional. Wasn't planning on running every week. And he gets right to the front, right behind Lafort, uh, maybe five, six car lengths back. Not quite enough to get up there and challenge Lafort for the win, but a good run, uh, albeit for Wopes, uh, who ends up coming home second. So Lafort wins it by just about a second. Uh, pretty good distance in a green to checker race. And he was happy thanking all his sponsors. He's got a long list of sponsors and supporters. Uh, who come to the third mile every week. So congrats to LaFort winning this week's Sport 4 feature. Uh, Jordan Lopes finishing second. Tyler Duhanchik finished third. That's three straight top fives for him. Uh, and a new car, which I believe he started running towards the end of last year, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he has been strong as heck uh, the first three weeks. Some great runs out of that Phil's Propane, number 48, finishing third this week. Westgate, who led early, finishes fourth. And Tyler Almeida. Uh, with a good run, rounding out the top five. Funny story about A.J. Manuel, our first two-week winner, and then Lafort. Remember back in week one, there was a bump and run and a little bit of controversy. We talked to A.J. Manuel. Well, in victory lane, Lafort's, you know, A.J. was there. He just didn't have his car. And Lafort, thanks, A.J., for not showing up uh, in a joking fashion. To and, You know, he says, thanks thanks for uh, giving me a shot to win this week by not showing up. So it was funny. Um so, yeah, a good run for Lafort, picking up the win. Uh, bottom of the top ten, you had Dave Simpson in sixth, Matthew Pion in seventh, um, Henry LaValle, Taylor Bowser, and then Daniel Hayes finishes top ten. Sport four division at 25 lap distances this year. Uh, and Green to Checker, they five extra laps compared to last year, and they are showing why they are getting that in a Green to Checker affair uh, this past Friday night. So Lafort picking up the win there. Uh, his first win of the season in the pure stocks as we move on to that 25 lap feature. A repeat winner, uh, two out of the first three weeks, Doug Benoit, the 2018 Pure Stock champion. That number two is back in Everett's Auto Parts Victory Lane. Uh, knows his way around, brand new car this year. He said that a couple times now, uh, and he actually was mentioning something about the frame on Friday night to the car that uh, since it was newer, he felt like he had a little bit of an advantage over some of the other competitors, but he feels like that'll level out as the weeks go on. But right now, it's working for him, uh, starting back in the eighth position uh, and working his way up to the front. And it wasn't an easy battle. Uh, Danny Massa led most of this race uh, after starting third in that number 41. He takes the lead early in the first couple laps, uh, and he leads most of it. Uh, he was the dominant car in that number 41. But there's a caution at lap 10 uh, when Justin Rio comes to a stop off turn two, and that closes up the battle between Massa uh, way back former champion Scott Sestodio and Benoit, the 2018 champion. And those three drivers have plenty of experience. Uh, they go at it to the finish of this one with Massa uh, leading off the start, but opening the door off turn two on lap 20 uh, as they started to close in on some lap traffic. And Benoit fills that hole, man. He did what he had to do to get under there. They went side by side for a lap or so. Benoit able to take the top spot. Massa second. Then there's a quick caution on lap 22 that slows him, gets him back together. The green flag comes out, and Benoit gets to jump quickly uh, and isn't even challenged, really, in the last two or three laps. Scott Sestodio got by Massa, got to second, but not able to challenge for the win this week. So Sestodio finishing second. Uh, Massa able to hang on for a strong third. I saw him on Facebook mentioning he needed a little bit more drive off the corners, a little bit loose off the kerns, uh, but he'll try to get that straightened out for next Friday night. Greg Perry fourth. Last year's champion. I haven't talked a lot about him this year. He's been a solid top five car and not quite fast enough to win. We'll see if that changes over the next couple of weeks. And Mike Hendricks, a good run in fifth after starting up there in the outside pool. That pure stock division, uh, very few yellows, uh, and they do a good job. They put on a great show. There are six or seven of them that really, really race hard. Uh, and, and, you know, they're not rough with each other. They're clean. Uh, and they put on a great show uh, this week. So congrats to those guys. 
for Friday finishing up front. Benoit's two for three uh, in 2020. Of course, on the other Friday night in the pure stock division, uh, we had a great battle up front. It was Scott Sestodio winning. Uh, so Benoit's got two. Sestodio's got one in the first couple of weeks here of uh, Fast Friday in 2020. Final feature of the night. Uh, we'll get to that before we welcome in our final guest. Uh, was the Knicks Pit Stop Legend Cars. And we all know back in week one, these guys had a heck of a... Uh, a mess, really, is the best way to describe it. Uh, with the 25 laps taking an hour, um, so they they didn't want to have that again, uh, and they didn't in week two, and they really didn't this past week two and week three on July 31st edition of Fast Friday. Good racing. Uh, there were some yellows in the middle of the race, but that's typical. These cars are tough to control, um, and you know some people don't get that, but these things are out of control. Uh, you you can ask Corey Fanning, who runs in our sportsman division, that bought one of these and has run the last couple of weeks in the Legends, uh, and he'll tell you straight up, these things are out of control, man. They're, they're tough to drive. So uh, testament to these guys for getting back on track. Uh, Third-place starter, Brandon Hammond, gets the lead early. Uh, I think he got the lead in lap four or five, uh, and he doesn't look back uh, all through those restarts and everything and picks up his first win of the year, his second career. Uh, and he mentioned it in victory lane. He struggled week one with the setup. They just weren't there. Week two, they were better, just not quite there. And week three, they seemed to hit it right. Uh, the story on these legend cars is you can either run the Hoosier tires or the Federal tires. It's, it's Right now, it's 50-50 on what you can run. Uh, we're going to require them to go to the Hoosiers by uh, the beginning of September. But right now, they can run either. A lot of them are trying to get used to the Hoosiers. Some of them still running the Federals. He has switched over to the Hoosiers, knowing that it's going to be mandatory. Uh, and it took them three weeks, but they figured it out in that Jerry's General Maintenance number seven, picking up the win uh, this week. So Hammond picks up the win uh, in this one. The real story outside of him was Jake Johnson, who spun early, I think on lap six or seven, had to go in the pits, comes back out, restarts in the rear, uh, and by the time the field crosses at the finish, finishes second. I mean, he passed a ton of cars uh, in this one after winning a week prior. Uh, so... Great run by Johnson, again, finishing second. Of course, he's run pro stocks and late models at Seekonk and won uh, and showing why he can get the job done uh, now in a legend car. So uh, great job by him finishing second. Brandon Martinez, very similar. He went to the rear. He was actually put to the rear twice for his involvement in some accidents, uh, and he did the same thing as Johnson did and charged through the field to finishing third. Uh, so a great run for him as well uh, with Reagan Parent, another great run for him in fourth, and Connor Holderbeck. Rounding out the top five. Mentioned Corey Fanning finishes seventh, his best finish in the Legends in his two weeks. Uh, those Legend cars back this coming Friday night for a 25 lap feature uh, at the action track. The biggest thing uh, about what's coming up uh, on the next segment of the podcast is Brandon Hammond. Uh, we're going to bring him in, talk to him about this past Friday night, what it was like to get back to victory lane for the second time in his career. I want to talk about that tire deal uh, and how difficult that's been to transition over tires. And then uh, see what else he's got to say. So uh, I'll take a quick break, get you some music here, uh, you know, grab a drink, do what you need to do, and then uh, we'll get to Hammond. Then we'll come back and talk about Saturday night practice and see what that uh, was like this past Saturday night. All right, the final segment uh, of this week's podcast uh, before we get to our Saturday night practice update. Uh, in a bit, the final segment as far as Fast Friday goes is the next Pit Stop Legends race. And you just heard me talk about uh, what happened, and I mentioned Brendan Hammond won, and I've got him on the phone with us here uh, as part of this week's Race Day Rewind. Brendan, this is your second career uh, Knicks Pit Stop Legends win, uh, your first one coming last year. So it's been a bit. Um, 
since you've been to Victory Lane. I know there's only been a couple races, but what was that elation like uh, of leading most of the laps, dominating the race, and then being able to carry the checkered flag again? I know there was a, a large group of supporters down at the uh, start-finish line that were happy for you as well. Yeah, well, um, not going to lie. We struggled the first two weeks, so getting back into Victory Lane was a big boost of confidence for all of us. You know, the first week we got wrecked a couple times, and the second week we were just we weren't good. We, not gonna lie, uh, we're not we weren't really that good with the setup, but we figured it out. You know, third week came around and went out there, and I told myself at the beginning of the race, take that lead on lap number four, and take it early, get out front, set my pace, and make them pass me. And I held my own. So it worked out for you, um, but man, there was a lot of yellows in the, well, not a lot, uh, definitely less than the first week, um, and I think I said the first week of the podcast, I think you'd agree, it was a mess um, out there, no way around that, the second week was better, oh, yeah. um, and the third week was, was pretty good too, c compared to week one, uh, there was a few stumbles, um, but I mean, overall a pretty good race, I mean, was there concern at the end, looking at who was in your mirror that you were kind of wondering, were they going to be able to get around you, or were you just so confident in your car that, you know, you felt good either way? Um, I had a lot of confidence in the car, but there was definitely a little bit of nerves, you know, I had parent to my outside for a lot of the restarts, and, you know, he raced me clean, uh, I had a couple of restarts, I had uh, Brandon Martinez behind me, and I know he's really good and coming through the field, and going wide moves so i was a little nervous of that happening yeah you know all i had to do was protect the bottom but my car was really good on the restart this week and i just made sure i hit my marks get a good restart took off and set a sail yeah so you set sail back to Everett's auto parts victory lane um but there's been this big adjustment for you and not just for you most of the division this year and it's going to be required as of september 4th and i mentioned that earlier uh in the podcast uh, the switch to Hoosier tires this year, uh, and again, going to require that starting in September. So a lot of you have got really four weeks to perfect it before you got no other choice but to run those. But you've been running them. Um, is that kind of why you think you struggled with the setup a little bit? I mean, you guys are good last year, and then that tire switch seems to have thrown everybody for a little bit of a curveball, at least a little bit. Yeah, the um, new Hoosier tire is actually a really good tire, but it just takes a little bit. You know, everything's a little bit different. The setup's a little different. They can't camber cut the tires anymore. Um, they have to be straight up. They're slick, so they have a little groove in them, but they're not like the Federals that were fully grooved and camber cut. And, uh, you know, handling-wise, they're a little different because you actually have staggering these tires now just like a normal Saturday night, late, like a late model or a pro stock or anything like that. And, uh, like I said, it comes with some setup changes. And we were fast last year with the Federals, but, you know, once we figure out these hoosiers, we'll be, we'll be quicker. I have faith. So you were pretty quick last Friday, uh, so I got faith, too, uh, based on what we've seen so far. Hey, uh, before we let you go, uh, first of all, I want to thank you for taking a couple minutes. But before we let you go, I want to give you a chance to uh, thank some of the supporters. I mean, who's out there helping you? Who is Jerry, you know, he's usually there every week helping me, you know, adjust the car and making it faster every week and helping me fix it when it gets damaged. I got to thank Bobby, Super Dave, Colin, uh, Nap Auto Parts of Douglas, TSM Motors, TS Motorsports with Sean Buffington, uh, K Rigo Racing, Quince Construction, F&M Trucks Centers, uh, Simple Signs, you know, just anybody 
even Seacock Speedway just giving us a place to race. It's just it's been crazy this year, and you know everybody's trying to stay safe, and I'm just happy we have a place to race. Yeah, me you know? too. I am with you on that one. Uh, and and you've raced yeah. a a little bit elsewhere too, at least once, right, in the legend. So, um, yeah. You, well, you you've been uh, in good shape, winning week three. And uh, again, want to thank you for some time uh, on tonight's race day rewind. Uh, you you know you had Reese Bogon earlier, so you're in good company. Winners um, from this past Friday, and uh, look forward to seeing you this week. And maybe we'll talk to you again in Victory Lane soon. Yes, thank you for having me. All right, that's been Brandon Hammond. We come back uh, Saturday night cars on the track this week. Talk about the Saturday practice and uh, dive into what's coming up next Saturday and next Friday too. Another Fast Friday slate coming up as we uh, somehow are already closing in on the middle of August. We'll be right back. All right, thanks to Brandon Hammond. Uh, always great chatting with him. Always a great interview. Uh, and always great to just talk to him in the pits and, and joke around. He's a great guy. Uh, so congrats to him picking up his second career win in the Legends. Uh, and that pretty much wraps up this past Friday, the 24th of July. Uh, actually, was it the 24th? No, 31st. 31st. Uh, this week's edition, July 31st. So you got your five winners from this past Friday. Uh, and I mentioned Saturday. Yes, some Saturday night cars on the track. It was so great to see uh, these guys back at the third mile. Saturday, August the 1st, we had a practice. Uh, for Saturday night competition. Saturday night racing is not far away. If you're listening to this on a Tuesday, it's only four or five days from now. Um, so Saturday night, this coming Saturday night, we're back in action on Saturday. Unfortunately, uh, due to the state of Massachusetts um, and their restrictions on fans uh, that I've talked about countless times now, unfortunately, um, you know, no spectators for this coming Saturday night. Uh, if you're associated with a team, uh, and you have some sort of association with the team, you're more than welcome to come in through the pit gate and support them, uh, you know, through the race teams. But unfortunately, um, you know, the, the spectator gates are not going to be open for this one um, due to the, you know, the rules that have been put in place by the state of Massachusetts. So looking forward to Saturday night competition this week. I'll get to that in a second. I want to talk about practice this past Saturday. Quickly run through what happened there. There was a good car count. I'd say between 40 and 50 cars showed up. Uh, for a practice session, that's pretty good um, for what we've got in place. Um, you know, on a Saturday night, we had great count of weight models, a great count of sportsmen as well. Uh, and then you've also got your Helger South Coast Power Equipment uh, sportsmen. you got your Chazza's Auto Body Trucks um, and your Everett's Auto Parts Late Models and the Pro Stock Division as well. We talked last week about the Pro Stock saying they weren't going to be racing for August because of the purse structure. Uh, but there were some Pro Stocks there. Um, and I was a little bit surprised to see how many of them uh, showed up. But you had Dave Darling, Rick Martin, Colby Fournier, Kenny Spencer, Darrell Stamfel, Tom Scully Jr. Great count of pro stocks there for a practice when they're not even sure they're going to race. Uh, and they wanted to come out and shake their cars down. Darling, of course, fast. So was Fournier and Spencer, Scully. Everybody really taking their turn at the top of the leaderboard in that one. In the weight models, looking for a great field of cars this year there. Uh, Paul Lallier, a former sportsman champion, making the move up to the weight models. He was quick uh, in his number 70. Vinny Renegado, who won a lot of races last year, was strong as well. Um, and then you got Tommy Adams, strong as well, the defending champion. And uh, Ryan Lynham as well, showing speed in that Richard Sprague, number 10. So great count there in practice. Sportsman, you had the you know the normal competitors, Corey Fanning, Craig Pianca back this year. Crystal Sirodinsky making her return to the Seacock Sportsman was strong. 
uh, practice. Uh, had a brake problem at the end of the day, but she was fast. Uh, Adam Petty, Joe Kohler, those type of guys in there. And then Sparky Arsenal as well was there and, and strong, uh, former champion, multiple-time champion in the sportsman. And then in the sport trucks, you had Brittany Campbell, Jake Venata, Winnie Guy, Barry Shaw, uh, Amy Arsenal, Daryl Church, all those guys there, and a couple more. Uh, and good runs for all of them, getting their cars shaken down. I uh, see what's going on with the setups, get those adjusted. Venato was strong. Uh, Wenny Guy impressed me with really some good lap times. Barry Shaw in a brand-new truck was good as well in the Everett's 85. Uh, and then you got Brittany Campbell was fast as well, picking up her first win last year. I'm expecting her to be a contender this year uh, and, and others there uh, as part of the Saturday night practice session. I mean, this was good. I mean, as I mentioned, you had 40 to 50 cars or so. I didn't go around and count, but there must have been at least 40 to 45, probably more. Uh, we're expecting the same this coming Saturday night, August uh, the 8th. Uh, as 2020 rolls on our first Saturday night on August 8th. A little bit crazy to think, but we're going to have the Everett Auto Parts late models for 35 laps, the Helger South Coast Power Equipment Sportsman for 30 laps, uh, the Chaz Auto Body Sport Trucks for 30 laps, and the Sport 4 Division running a non-points exhibition show on Saturday. So they've run on Friday. Uh, they will continue to run on Friday. That will not change, but they are going to run on Saturday as well this year. Uh, once at least on August the 8th. So looking forward to their 25-lap feature and seeing who shows up there uh, to compete for a win on a Saturday night. So Saturday coming up this week. Next week on the podcast, we'll have Saturday recaps, which is exciting. Uh, can't wait to talk about that uh, and get into what happened on the opening Saturday night. Uh, the opening Saturday night showdown of the 2020 season. A lot of people asking in the pit area the other day about uh, the NASCAR sanction. Unfortunately, we've stepped away from that for this year due to the short season. Uh, evaluating all options for next year and, you know, intending to go back to it at this time, but uh, stepping away from the sanction for 2020 with only a shortened season, no use in really keeping a sanctioning agreement uh, just for six to eight races, if, you know, if that many. So, uh, yeah, there's your Saturday update. Looking forward to this coming Saturday and Friday. Friday, we return to action on Fast Friday, August the 7th. Normal night of Fast Friday racing with all five divisions. And then Saturday, we open with our three divisions, the weight models, sportsmen, and trucks. And then you've got the spectator drags in there as well. The Troy City Tactical Spectator Drags making their return to Seekonk action on Saturday. Uh, that should That's always been great. Uh, and I'm sure there'll be a good car count for that as well. And then you've got the uh, Sport 4 Division. Going to make their Saturday uh, competition. It might be their Saturday debut. I'd have to go back and look at the stat sheets. They might have run once or twice before. I know they've run as part of our thrill shows on occasion. But I'm not sure they've run on a Saturday night. So... Uh, this is going to be cool to see the Sport 4 guys running on a Saturday. Again, nothing changes on Friday. Normal Friday schedule, and then this Saturday opportunity for the Sport 4 is just a one-off, non-points for fun. Uh, we're going to do that for all of our Friday divisions. The Bandoleros will run on August 15th. The Pure Stocks and the Legends will run in August as well on a Saturday. So looking forward to that. Well, want to thank Reese Bogue, Brandon Hammond, for joining us on this week's edition of the Race Day Rewind. I uh, want to thank uh, Ed for smashing it all together and producing uh, a little bit of behind-the-scenes button work for him to get the music in here and the, the photos that you're seeing if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, if you want, you can watch it on YouTube as well. There's a photo slideshow and a little bit of video in there, um, you know, every week on YouTube as part of the Race Day Rewind. And uh, we look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks to Bogue. Thanks to Hammond. Thanks to Ed for producing Behind the Scenes. I'm Kyle Souza, and uh, I should have said that earlier. Most of you know me by now, but... Uh, you know who I am, and here we go. That's it for this week's edition 
of the Race Day Rewind. Thanks for joining us, and uh, look forward to seeing some of you at the track and hope we can get the fans back in the stands before long. Hopefully the state of Massachusetts allows that in the near future. For now, so long. Thanks for joining us, and look forward to talking to you next week on the Race Day Rewind.